4: You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. On the balcony in summer air. Do you guys hear Travis Kelsey's girlfriend?
5: Apparently is a person of sub some substance. What? Yep. Wait, Tra- who's he dating? I, this chick, apparently, whoever she is. Uh, Travis Kelsey's girlfriend is Time Magazine's person of the year.
6: Can you believe that? Well, congratulations to her. <laughs> yeah. I am so
4: happy, man. You know, it's it's more fun to read about her as person of the year, quite frankly, than the Fed chair. I'm just being honest. Well, and I,
5: I'll tell you, I was watching. They're like, in the
4: business of selling magazines.
5: Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, and that probably had something to do with it. But I was I was watching one of the morning news programs today, and somebody was being all snarky about it. It was right as it was announced, right. I can't even remember which show I was watching. I just bounced between commercials. And they were like, "Uh, we have this just in. Uh, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift has been selected as Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Yeah. And they said it with sort of a surprised tone. And then it was one of these roundtable kind of morning shows. And this guy looks over at this one woman who's on the roundtable, who's there to talk about something completely different. Yeah. And goes, can you justify this? And she goes, you're damn right I can. And then went into a litany of reasons yes. why Taylor Swift should
4: be the person of the year. Just just listen real quick. They they write, the person chosen has typically been a ruler. He, and yes, usually it has been a he, is often a political or titan of industry. 14 U.S. presidents, five leaders of Russia, all three popes. And yet the person whose singular influence was revealed throughout 2023 mm-hmm has held none of those roles or anything remotely similar time rights. Every year contains light and dark. 2023 was a year with significant shares of darkness. And in a divided world where too many institutions are failing, she found a way to transcend borders and be a source of light. No one else on the planet today can move so many people so well. Achieving this feat is something we often chalk up to the alignments of planets and fates, but giving too much credit to the stars ignores her skill and ignores her power. One of the one of the comments that the person
5: I was watching this morning, uh, who was defending this choice, and I, I actually don't disagree with this, said, "If you need to understand the impact that this woman has outside of her charities and oh, and, and, and and you know her music, et cetera." And this has been a huge year for her, obviously. She said, ask the mayor of any city in which she booked a tour stop. It single-handedly lifted the economy, the economy of that individual
4: city while she was there. You don't have to like her music. You cannot ignore her power. Um, I, I don't
5: like her music, but I do recognize the power.
4: She released an energy, they write, of historic Force, and she did it by embracing what she does better than anyone, entertaining and writing her own songs yeah. that connect with people. She is the first person of the year to be recognized for her success in the arts in a year that we were reawakened to questions about who makes and who owns our cultural expressions.
6: Hmm. Is um, it true that you can deny being selected person of the year?
5: Um, I guess you could. I don't know anybody who has.
6: So word around the Swifty Nation right now is that this is perfect timing because she's about to release her Reputation Taylor's version. And when she released the original Reputation album, it was because everyone hated her. Well, not Swifty Nation, but everyone else. And so now she will be literally on the top of the mountain when you, she releases you, the you know, Taylor's version. You
4: know who else won't hate her? Anyone that has anything or understands the economics of the NFL. Even Roger Goodell has said... It makes him happy that two people have found each other, and they seem to be happy. Mm-hmm. But this is single-handedly one of the biggest things to ever bring outside eyeballs to the NFL in the history of that sport. You can't, you cannot deny that. It's uh, listen to this: she broke records. We we know that uh, seismograms were deployed to show the literal impact caused shaking the earth. Scott mm-hmm. by her fans. Yep. As she reportedly became a billionaire, they write, country's gross domestic products became the yardstick for her financial contributions.
5: Now, in the midst of this, she didn't stop to make herself rich. She did. Um, But the impact of this woman in culture, in economics, in charity cannot be denied here's my question sometimes well not sometimes in america we love to build people up just to tear them back down at what point does she become overexposed
4: i I think i just hope people stop looking for reasons to dislike her impact and and what she's created at such a young age Mm -hmm. and and i did sit down one night and watch the documentary you forget what she's been through and what she was put through at age fourteen and fifteen and nineteen when Kanye on the biggest stage ripped that award from her hands. Instead of belonging to Beyoncé, she, she has handled all of those things with grace and um, power. Um, I think it's a good choice in a year that we are looking for light, and she has done a great job as, as they wrote, providing that light. Um, and, and last thing I will say, uh, her impact on getting people to vote, however you choose to vote. She registered tens of thousands of people single-handedly to vote. And good. so I, I think it's a good choice. I know people will roll their eyes, but I'm not in the mood to roll eyes today. I'm just, you know What's what? What's going on? You all right? It's good. Yeah, it's sunny out. You going on vacation tomorrow? Going on vacation. Where are you going? I'm going to go see my mom. Good. And, you know, my father is here for a funeral, so he'll be a couple of days behind me. But... I'm taking some very dear friends down to my very, very happy place, which is Ocean Springs. You're going to get some golf in? going to get some golf in every single good. day. You need
5: it. Yeah. You need
4: this break. I do, Scott. We're leaving at 4.30 tomorrow morning. We'll be on a golf course by 1. It's 70, 75 That's degrees great. down there. Good. You know I love to gamble. You're we not got, far from the beach. We've got live music. we got some shrimp.
5: Good. I, ho- I hope you have a wonderful time. Yes, Chris is going with me. Oh, taking good. some girlfriends. For, for all that you've done for this show over the last several months, I'm ser- I'm being serious. You truly deserve this. And I hope you have a wonderful time.
4: I have just felt a lot of stress lately, and I don't know why. There's well, really maybe, no it's, reason maybe it's uh, screws. No. Yeah, a part of it is just, you know, life happens, and there's really? been, you know. But then again, I had, you know, my, my father is delivering a eulogy today for one of his best friends. Mm-hmm. And so I try to keep all of those things in perspective. I know you do, too. Oh. Uh, you did a podcast today. I'm proud of you. I
5: did. I uh, I don't know when it comes out. Um, it, w- it took a little bit longer than I expected. I was It was like a 30-minute podcast. We ended up talking for over an hour. Um a lady invited me to come and speak with her about um, sobriety, yeah, relapsing, <laughs> treatment. Um, your name came up a couple of times, yeah. Um, and, and no, it was it was it was a, it was a You're good. Like, you know who could use some treatment. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm proud of no, you for we, doing. Yeah, it. We, we had a good time. It, it was it was a fun fun little. When, when will it be out? Because it I, takes I time know. to edit those things. Yeah, so and, yeah. so we we ended up talking like on tape for more than an hour, and I know she likes to whittle these things down to about a half hour. So the last words we said to each other, she said, "I'll, I'll send you an email when yeah. it's about to go out," um, and I said, "Okay." And you know, one thing she said before we started, she said, "Is anything off limits?" And I said, "No." nothing and she goes are you sure and I said nothing she goes let's go and so we didn't even talk about sobriety for I mean we just talked about life and you know this job for like 15 minutes and then then we got got it. into it so well I'm proud of you for continuing
4: Thanks. to share the message I am proud of you thank you uh, last night I tried to go to bed a little bit early uh, but in three hours close to four hours, I did not get up for a run. Do not walk. That oh, has been one. out. Th- oh, Scott, and it's been a while since I've given you a drop. What you're doing and run. Do not walk.
5: Yeah, the, the last few oh, have been
4: kind of. Oh my yeah, goodness! I, I, w- I, would, I would definitely uh, fast jog into this one. Yeah, fa- uh, Fargo season five is incredible. P- please run. Do not walk to see Fargo season five if you're just looking to. If you enjoy the Coen Brothers type of very gory humor, it's very very good with John Hamm. But this one is a documentary about how easily we can all be blinded to someone's charisma. And Scott, not just in love, but in your professional life. And let me give you an example. If you went out to interview a doctor about that doctor's career as a journalist And you're talking about complicated surgeries or procedures at, let's say, the University of Kansas Health System. Mm -hmm. I don't recall ever saying to Dr. Dana Hawkinson, now, before we get started, can you prove to me your credentials for everything you've done up to this point? Can you please pull out your medical license and your diploma? You know, sometimes when someone is presented to you as an accountant or a lawyer— or a police officer, or certainly a surgeon, who is going to stop and say when you're talking to the New York Times, now wait a minute, are you sure you've been on the air for 13 years with Dana? Now that's easy to prove, right? Relatively. This run, do not walk is a shocking true story about really if you just wanted to pretend to be somebody, even in this day and age of Google and the internet and Facebook How really? If you just wanted to pretend to be, pick your uh, profession, Scott. Uh, I want to be a civil engineer. All right. When I come back, I will tell you how scary it is after watching this documentary that any of you listening could get away with pretending to be someone you are not. Oh, you need to
1: run! Do not (laughs) walk. Okay, we're running. We're running.
6: We'll get to your run, do
5: not walk here in just a second. I I was just going through the stack very quickly, and I saw this story. You know, yesterday we talked very briefly about Amy Robach and TJ Holmes. Yeah, yeah. And they had their first podcast yesterday, yeah, and you yeah. know, they were fired from GMA because they had a relationship, et cetera, et cetera.
6: Uh, yeah, this is weird. Listen
5: to this story. <laughs> the relationship Let's check that. Let me go back up to the top. If you think a love triangle is confusing, try a love square. Okay. Former GMA3 hosts Amy Robach and TJ Holmes are dating each other. Yes. We all knew that. Yes. And apparently now their ex spouses are in a relationship okay. with each other. Okay. The reported spouse swap. Okay. Comes in the wake of their respective divorces. Yes. Uh, the relationship between Robox's ex-husband, Andrew Hsu, who used to be on Melrose Place, yeah. and Holmes' ex-wife, Marilee Feebrig, was first reported by Page Six from the New York Post, just hours after the GMA co-anchors cleared up their relationship timeline
4: on the debut of their new iHeartRadio podcast. What are you doing? Uh, do you know who else did that, famously or infamously? Uh, Shania Twain and... Her current husband, they are the former spouses. They did the exact same thing.
5: They don't, they're a spouse swap.
4: Yes. Shania Twain found out her best friend was cheating on her with her then-husband. Then her best friend married Shania's then-ex-husband. And Shania Twain married her best friend's ex-husband. Try figuring. that It's the same thing, only they all got, I believe they all got married. Do you think they still go out for dinner or the they town do together? they do not swap names at uh, uh, the holidays for a Christmas exchange, you, Sam. I'm going to guess
5: the salt. I'm going to guess the kid's soccer game on Saturday is going to get a little weird. <laughs> well, we got plenty of salt. <laughs>
4: all right,
5: what's your run Oh, my want?
4: gosh. This has been number one on Netflix for a while. And then a friend of mine said, how have you not watched this documentary? Today. There are articles about this in Forbes magazine, Cosmopolitan, The Rolling Stone, Business Insider, People magazine, Yahoo, and more and more and more and more. And I'm pretty sure The New York Times has picked it up as well. That is why you need to run, do not walk to watch the documentary Bad Surgeon. I was engaged to a monster.
0: Paolo was an absolute fraudster, and that's why
1: we have to stop him. Paolo Maccarini treated people as human lab rats. She was coughing up pieces of her own flesh. The first liver
5: transplant, the first kidney transplant, the first heart transplant, did they go all well? No. I think that this is the future. The next patients, everything will be
1: better. The question is, was he torturing people to death? It's the biggest con
0: in medical history this guy might be an imposter but he might also be a genius maybe he is on the way to save mankind
2: was this guy a superhero a super surgeon and the love of my life or was he
4: a dangerous con man and a killer oh my gosh all right now i'm gonna tell you right now there are times she comes off as like you've got to be kidding me you didn't see this coming I'm going to tell you that right now. The woman's voice you heard right there is a former NBC producer, journalist. And she meets him on a story and does the one very big taboo thing in our industry, Scott, while they are working on this story about this, quote, surgeon. She falls in love with him. And it becomes pretty clear toward the end the reason why he chose her, okay? Mm -hmm. So it's one of those stories where Did he have actual medical credentials? I think that he did. He worked in some uh, hoity-toity, huge hospital place in Sweden where he had privileges all over the world to do this surgery. And he started claiming that he, if you had a damaged trachea, could just take your trachea out and put a piece of plastic in and grow some stem cells on it, and you'd be good to go. And everyone bit. They put him on CNN. He is in the New York Times. He's in the New Yorker. That this is this new breakthrough revolutionary treatment for windpipe trachea damage. However. Oh, my gosh. Those surgeries did not work out. And I'm not. It is horrifying. Did anybody die? Uh, Beyond, Scott. Think torture. Horrible end of life. Horrifying results. But there were patients around the world in one part of the world that weren't talking to the patients that that this happened to. And uh, I think Boston was one of them. There people in New York didn't understand that there were patients dying. And, you know, he he had these privileges to do this breakthrough surgery. And he would say, well, as with all surgeries, there's always risk. Right. But, you know, I am God. Somebody said, I'm going to pray to God for, for guidance, to guide your hands. And he looked at that mother and held his hands out and said, No. Yes, he did. You've heard of the God complex? Yeah. These hands? I am God. He didn't say that. Yes, he did. Oh, my. Yes, he did. People came all over to listen to his lectures about this. People in the industry bowed down to this very charismatic, good-looking George Clooney, good-looking salt-and-pepper hair kind of guy. He had everyone fooled. And it it, it is shocking how far he got without even animal testing starting to carve into people and do these surgeries. To have
5: privileges at a hospital, he would
4: have to be able to present a license. I'm not saying he didn't have a license, but he had no business doing this surgery. None. He oh. basically stuck a piece of plastic in people. They would start suffering, and then he would hop on a plane. He had five cell phones, and at one point mm. he is – this is kind of what I want to talk about. Now, If you haven't seen the documentary, the topic is really have you ever known a pathological liar, a sociopathic pathological liar? Yes. Where somebody lies and lies and lies and lies and becomes so good at lying – that even when you're looking at his fiance, this woman, you heard her voice and you're mm-hmm. going, how can you be this stupid?
3: Mm-hmm.
4: He tells her at one point, you're not supposed to tell anybody this, but I'm Barack Obama's surgeon. Okay. I'm with B.O. <laughs> and she is like, what? They have all the text messages. I also, I have worked with the Clintons and I please don't tell anybody that. And so every time he's out of town, it's top secret. He can't tell her about it because he's on his way to operate on the pope. And it just keeps going and going. And you are looking at this woman going, you could not possibly believe that he is telling you the pope is going to marry you in Rome. He told her that as he is planning their wedding, the pope is going to marry us. Okay. both divorcees. In Rome,
5: where is he now? Wait, no, 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 no! Don't tell me. I want to watch it. It's
4: it. How can someone, especially in surgery, mm-hmm. just lie and lie and lie and lie?
5: Uh, the name of the documentary sixty six seventy two is Bad Surgeon.
4: Where can they find it? It's on Netflix. It'll be the first thing that pops up. It's the number one show in the world right now. There's three or four episodes. Sure. When it's done, I'm like, I went down a rabbit hole and started reading about it for two hours. 913
5: 586 7798. 913 586 7798.
0: His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. yeah, And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician.
5: Dana's uh, run very quickly, do not even think about walking, is a documentary, four part, I think you said, called Bad Surgeon on Netflix, about a surgeon who purports to be able to fix your trachea or issues in your throat. And these surgeries are horribly botched. He is a pathological liar convinces this producer who's doing a story on him that they're getting married. The Pope is going to marry them in Rome at his summer house.
4: Oh oh my God. Like, how could you believe this? But that's hindsight.
5: Mm -hmm. Uh, Jonathan in Kansas city, Jonathan, good afternoon. Welcome.
7: Hello. How are you doing? Hey,
5: We're, we're doing well. Thank you. Okay.
7: Like you're asking, like, how does someone get away with all these lies for so long without, you know, anybody noticing for a while? Listen, the last few generations, I mean, you see a lot of stories like this where it's like, we just, and I think a lot of it is, we're just not taught. Um, I I go back to what George Carlin said, where they just don't teach people in school to critically think, because I think it's not always in their interest to do that. As a society, you want, you know, you want obedient workers. And so that's how you get things like this, where. There was that story recently where Sports Illustrated was putting out fake journalists with AI articles, and it took over a year for them to notice. You had George Santos with all the stuff he got away with. He was lying about everything, and it took a year to expel him from Congress. You had Frank Abagnale from Catch Me If You Can. We are just not taught to question things anymore, which is really unfortunate because I'm sure most people can agree with the Internet and social media like we have never had more information, but we've never right. had more disinformation. If
4: someone had just looked, Jonathan, to see if he had ever done trials or if there ever, ever was any trial, they would have found out that there has never been a trial. There's never been any of this surgery done right. on animals. He just started carving it into human beings. But I'm glad you brought up Frank from Catch Me If You Can, the Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. outstanding film about him presenting himself as a pilot. I also think there is some sort of hesitation with people who wear the uniform Mm. of the scrubs when you're a surgeon or the pilot, because who would think that someone would make that up? And Catch Me If You Can was one of the largest cons ever, ever to befall one one, one of the airlines. And that was back in the 60s when it was a little bit different or 70s, you know, when we weren't always checking uh, passports and there was no TSA. But. What is it about the powerful position where you would never ask, well, I mean, is so-and-so really a lawyer? You know,
5: another case where that happens quite often is with, with uh, former military people, uh, with the stolen valor. Yes, you, you would never say, uh, oh, come on, really, show me the origin of those medals. Usually stolen valor cases are exposed because someone who is claiming valor okay, yes. is bragging to other people about their valor. And those people had served. Yes. And they're like, wait a minute, there is no one hundred and seventy fifth engineering regiment. You know, or
4: But or, don't you think other military members in that case are more apt if someone's bragging at a bar to be like, I'm sorry, buddy, where did you serve? Right. Whereas Dana as a layperson no, if someone comes up to me and says, you know, this is the greatest surgeon in the world, mm-hmm. you're not gonna say are We sure about that? Because we've been taught to, like, revere those professions. Well, and you
5: would think if you're in an office, you've got the stethoscope around your neck and the white coat. People just didn't give that to you. You didn't buy that
4: at a thrift store. You must be legit. Yeah, I will agree with our caller that once red flags start going off. Have we lost our common sense? And when you watch this documentary, you will look at her and go, "Yeah, your your common sense went mm-hmm. right on down the drain because you you thought he was a good-looking guy, he had money, he seemed to be providing this lavish life that you wanted. So let's just little motivational blindness there. Mm-hmm. Let's just look the other way." Suzanne in Kansas City. Hello, good afternoon. Welcome.
7: Hi. 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 How are
5: you? We're doing very well. Thank you for asking.
7: Well, good. Hey, I uh was kind of looking at Netflix last night and I came across that show, so I thought I'll watch it. I was astounded by the ignorance of the woman that got involved with this man because I think she felt for his good looks, his power. She never vetted him entirely. And that, I think, is a problem with most people that we go for looks and power.
4: And charisma, Suzanne, because the men around him didn't question it either until people started dying. They thought, well, he's this world-renowned guy. He's the guy. Well, he's the guy because everyone just keeps telling you he's the guy.
7: Absolutely. And then those people died because of his charisma. And isn't that sad? I, I read about
4: this on The Golden Bachelor. I didn't watch The Golden Bachelor. Here's what I know about The Golden Bachelor. They chironed him the entire time as a restaurateur. What does that say to you? What do you do for a living? I'm a restaurateur. That tells, my. I would infer from that, he is the owner of a very nice restaurant. Sam? Yeah, something like that. He owned a restaurant in the 1980s.
6: Well, he is a retired restaurateur.
4: Well, but is that how it was presented? And is that how everyone... The common understanding of restaurateur means you're Jasper. You Mm -hmm. own a restaurant right now. Mm -hmm. I can go down and have one of the best meals in this town right now because Jasper is a restaurateur. I'm not saying the Golden Bachelor didn't you know, work his way up and do a bunch Mm -hmm. of interesting things, but how was he presented to the public? It was restaurateur, and I'm just saying... According, I think it was Vanity Fair, he's not.
6: So you're saying that the uh, bad surgeon had that riz? Wow.
4: I told you we are not using the word of the year on this program. It's been 24 hours, and you have already dropped that on me.
6: Well,
5: in in fairness to Sam, and I was about to do the same joke, jerk, um, you and the previous caller have both used the origin of the word
4: riz. I think it is people are more gullible or and or likely to fall for a ruse when it comes to a pathological liar when they are charismatic, sure. which Frank in Catch Me If You Can, good-looking, charismatic, wearing a pilot's uniform, nobody asked him, are you a pilot? No one. Why would you ask him that? Of course he's a pilot. But when you're dealing with a pathological liar
5: and— We've all had one in our lives. I've had one. Uh,
4: You want to believe the story. You know what I mean? At what red flag do you not? Because when you watch this, it feels like there are mounds of red flags. And no one is... Now, part of... In this case, the patients were dying in different parts of the world, and he would fly off and say, "Look, I can't stay here and take care of this patient. I'm, I'm doing Rome." But you're you're
5: blinded by their riz, and so you can't see the lie. You know,
4: Does that when make really, sense? if you had just asked yourself, what is more likely? We are getting married in Rome by the Pope. Okay. Okay. And that he is Barack Obama and President Clinton's surgeon. Which
6: one's going to be your best
5: man? Barack or Bill? Both,
4: by the way, were coming to the wedding. Okay. And also he wanted to invite Vladimir Putin. It's going to be dual best men. The lies are just like you. you, There's no way she believed this, but she did. Who's
6: her bridesmaid? Michelle? A great point from the text line. You either have a BS meter or you do not. Mm. She obviously did not.
4: Mine is strong. But but again, go back to the what do you do for a living? I think people let their guard down. (sighs) I don't know. Because of the scrubs. Yes. This was what Dear John was about. He kept wearing scrubs. He said he's an anesthesiologist. Okay. You must be trustable. Until a nurse noticed he wore his scrubs everywhere 24-7 and they were dirty at the bottom. And she went, wait a minute. No, yeah. there's no. You don't walk around with dirty, frayed scrubs. Right.
3: Stephen in Olathe. Steven, hello. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Of course. So there's a couple of things that uh, that people do. They uh, they're easily trustable. As soon as I give you, as soon as I give you the uh, the trust that you think that you deserve, then you trust me a little bit more. And so that's going on. People do not want to accept no for an answer. They will keep on searching until they find that yes. And the other thing is, is that hospitals—they are apparently the worst for reporting people who are fraudulent. You know, look at the good nurse. Look at the uh, guy down there in Oklahoma who yeah. was—they uh, just pass
4: him around, Stephen.
3: So, I mean, hospital, works for a hospital, red flag right there. And the other thing is, is that, um, you know, we watch TV shows that have these fantastical but imaginary technology, and we confuse that with what reality's technology is. We tell ourselves, oh my God, there's no way in the world that it could be on TV but not be in reality. It has to be true. It has to be true, and so we trick ourselves.
5: It's mm. a great point, Stephen. Thanks for the call, man. I do, saw it, it on ER. It. I'm sure this is true. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight five eight six seven seven nine eight. Story here from CNN. McDonald's is seemingly everywhere, and that's true, but that is apparently not enough. The burger chain announcing today they plan to have 50,000 locations globally by 2027. They currently have 41,000 locations. In other words, over the next three years, McDonald's says it plans to add another 9,000 locations. Quoting here from McDonald's in a statement, the increase would be, quote, the fastest period of growth in the company's history. It may seem like the global market is already saturated with fast food restaurants, but McDonald's apparently doesn't see it that way. As humanity changes, the company should too, and they plan to add more restaurants so they can maximize sales.
6: Hmm. They're already the largest in the country by a total of 3,000. Excuse me, the world. No, this is just... Yeah, the world. They're everywhere. But they're comfort food. That's why people love it. 40,275 stores as of 2022. I, I,
5: read an, I read an article yesterday, and I don't think many people would disagree. I'm not a huge fast food connoisseur, but from time to time, if I'm in a rush or in a pinch, I'll swing by. And the writer of this article made the point, Sonic Burger's... And Burger King burgers are better than McDonald's. Would you agree with that? I would agree
4: that Sonic is better. Yes. Okay.
5: Yet McDonald's runs the roost, yep. right? When it when it comes to fast food, why? And the reason that this uh, author wrote was because McDonald's, like I just said, is comfort food. Whether you're buying a burger at a McDonald's in Mission, Kansas, yeah, or Frankfurt, Germany, you always know what you're going to get. It's going to be the exact same thing,
4: no matter what. But I would argue Wendy's burgers are even better. But
6: Fresh, never frozen.
4: Yep, there are more McDonald's <laughs> per oh, gosh. block, per city. And I, so if I'm in a huge hurry and I just need a Diet Coke and a plain cheeseburger mm-hmm. to just shove something down, mm-hmm. it's usually going to be McDonald's.
5: From the Associated Press, though disappointed in the allegations of domestic violence made against Vaughn Miller, Buffalo Bills General Manager Brandon Bean stressing today, that he wants the legal process to play out and not rush to making any judgments. Otherwise being said, Miller, Mon Miller, who was arrested last week in Dallas on allegations of domestic violence, will participate in practice and is expected to play Sunday when the Bills travel to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, remind me again what he's accused of doing. He, he was in Dallas last week. I, I don't recall exact the, the exact content of the allegations, but there was some sort of altercation between him and I believe a woman at an apartment in Dallas am I do I remember that correctly yeah it was his pregnant girlfriend that, or something that may, that may be right that rings a bell
6: so I I guess I just have to wonder why is he allowed to play and not on the NFL commissioner's exempt list while Justin Ross, great point is on the NFL commissioner's exempt list yep. and mind you has already had the charges dropped for a diversion program right
4: for tossing clothing out
6: and taking scissors to a Mercedes of but the apartment
4: you know. after he found out allegedly she was cheating and I I made the argument and continue to make the argument that we have to separate the felonious horrible behavior. That we have seen, and quite frankly, sometimes continue to see in major league sports, from the Justin Ross cases, criminal damage to property. Mm-hmm.
5: He was he was very upset. Very
4: upset. Absolutely illegal.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And for that, he should pay. But not you're never going to play again. We're gonna we're we're going to immediately out of the gate call this domestic violence. There there was a story in the stack the other day about a woman throwing all of her husband's stuff out onto the front lawn, and I thought. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't call that what uh, Ross. That, how that, Ross was that, labeled when that happened. That, that's
5: called everything's in your in in a box to the left. Yes,
4: uh, a very quick.
6: popular song about that. Von Miller is charged with third degree felony assault and faces up yep. to ten years in prison and is still allowed to play. Yeah,
4: they, they've got to get their ducks in a row and and figure out the correct way to punish players when something is done wrong. Quick break for the news here on Dana and Parks. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. His karate
0: lessons might not turn him
4: into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not
0: be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams. Thanks for everything, mom and dad will always be worth it.